drop something. Hello, and welcome to the Common Briefing Program, part of the Common Geeking Program, where each month we take a look at geek news and we bring you the hottest headlines uh, for all sorts of different sorts of geek news. Sort of. Sorry, I'm distracted. One of my phone panels has fallen down. I thought that that was about to land on me. We're fine. So we're talking about geek news for the month of September 2020. Give you a recap of uh, all the most important, interesting uh, information that may have come out of the news cycle. My name is Colin Ketchin. I will be your host and moderator and uh, editor-in-chief, editor-at-large, feeling large and in charge. Uh, I am joined by uh, hi, my name is Jeff Levitt, and that's that's what they call me. I weigh more than seven pounds. <laughs> hi, Jeff likes likes to remind us that we haven't seen him, so we can't verify this. Yeah, we ha- we can't. Yes, I'll verify in like a week. You have no proof, but I am telling you that I do weigh more than seven pounds. <laughs> uh, moving on. Hi, I'm Jocelyn. I too weigh more than seven pounds. Also unverifiable at this point. True. One of us. Could be lying. I hope not. Who's next? Hi, I'm Timel Chaudhary, or Chowder, whichever you prefer. I probably weigh more than seven pounds. Most um, likely. You should be pretty sure of that one. Given by the uh, amount of refrigerated Little Debbie Swiss rolls in both my apartment and my digestive tract, I am absolutely more than seven pounds. Might and even just be. Uh, all, might even just mm-hmm. be seven pounds in those Swiss rolls, huh? Uh, very easily. If I look at the actual like ounces per roll on the box, that equation gives me a bit of consternation. But you know what? We're not here to review my dietary habits. We're here to review uh, yeah. geek news and also how you guys are doing. Uh, I'm sensing a weird energy going into this recording. Usually the energy is a little high or a little sad, but this is just a little off kilter. And I want to kind of see where you guys are coming from right about now. Oh, sometimes you just got to bring it back to that, Con, you know? Yeah. We could, we could be really happy, or we could be really sad, or we could make up absurd, absurd amounts of uh, measurements that ah, so, apply to so our bodies. It's the three the year, cardinal emotions. In the year 2020, <laughs> binary emotional states have become so passe. <laughs> yes. No, we're in a trinary now. It's either... Happy, sad, or weighs somewhere in the ballpark of seven pounds. (laughs) (laughs) As an emotional state. Yes, yeah. Which of the three are you feeling right now? Oh, I I I think you know the answer to that one. (laughs) What have I gotten myself into? The same shit you've always gotten yourself into. (laughs) This should should not be a surprise. This excuse no longer applies to you, Jocelyn. If honestly, yeah. if you've gotten yourself into this situation once again and not been expecting this kind of discussion, then it's completely on you at this point. That's yeah. You know that's fair. That's very. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm starting to sense our trinary emotions are sort of treading water conversationally. So I'm gonna kick it off. <laughs> And let's get into some of the September news. Um, I am going to talk primarily about uh, gaming hardware releases. Ooh, Ooh shocker. Shit, yeah. It's, yeah. It, yeah. It's Fucking been... switching it up this month, huh? <laughs> I, I was I mean, really... Ho- I to his thought... defense, the PS5 did just... Yeah, that's fair. Pre-orders out and shit, so yeah. Oh, and so did the Chowder, Xbox it, stuff. It, it, yeah, it goes so far beyond that. This Wait, is did it come out, or...? Uh, I'll, I'll let we'll me fill you in. Well, so let's we, fucking get into it. 
Okay, so we've known for a while. The Xbox, uh, the Series S, uh, X was announced back in December of last year. And right around then, Sony, w- they didn't have anything to show. And they were like, uh, don't worry, we got a PS5. It's coming. So we've known for a year that by the end of this year, the market usually dictates November. And it was right. Uh, that whenever a new console generation launches, November, you get two new consoles. Come August, we still don't really know anything. We've heard about this Xbox Series S, a lower-end console. We have no pricing on anything. We Like, it, it, it was... I my theory is that supply chain issues due to COVID have forced a lot of things to happen later in the game than expected, as we're also mm-hmm, seeing with mm-hmm. Apple's iPhones. Um, and it sort of forced Microsoft and Sony into a game of chicken where it got so late in the game and nobody had blinked. They were uh. apparently they were apparently both scheduled to have press releases on the 16th. And I'm wondering if that was like, a, I'll show you mine if you show me yours. The sort 16th, of deal sorry, the of, 16th of September. Of September? Yes. Okay. Yeah, they were supposed to have events on the 16th. But before we knew about that, before anything, I think it was like the 8th or the, 8th or the 9th, I'm taking my girlfriend to the dentist, and I'm just waiting for her to get out from being drugged. And I'm sitting here on my phone, and it's just like, oh, we know everything that is, about that the That is Xbox the worst way to word that. But it it was my life that day. It was also Star Trek Day, so I was also streaming a variety of episodes of Star Trek. That was was very good. I can only fucking imagine what it would be like to be your girlfriend going to the dentist and having something done enough that you need to be drugged up, and then you get out of it and you are just (laughs) fucking watching Star Trek on your phone. That's that's exactly what happened. Uh, but before I jumped into the cavalcade of next generation to Discovery to Deep Space Nine to Lower Decks, quite a roller coaster ride. Um, yeah. The Xbox Series S had gotten leaked the night before, and in the morning, Microsoft was like, "Yep, it's real. It's two ninety nine. That's it. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's only two ninety nine. Uh, it's only two ninety nine. It's a really Wait, good thought... price. Yeah, but isn't the Series Xbox S like digital only or something? No, the Series S is an all-digital 2K, so 1440p kind of entry-level console. It has uh, the same processor. It has the same storage as the Xbox Series X. But it can't play physical games, right? You can't put a disc in it, which really, for if you're gaming Mm. on an Xbox at this point, is not an issue for most people at this so it's it's one of those things where it's your fifa box it's your fortnite box if you're gonna if you want to get some games and i mean game pass xbox game pass i'll talk about that in a bit too. oh yeah game pass uh, is it, pretty good though yeah it's it's gonna that box is gonna pay for itself in time but we still didn't even know the price of the series x so a couple days they announced the series x is Four ninety nine. Uh, okay, cool. Now we have prices on that sony has their presser on wait i thought the, it was 3.99 uh, two ninety nine for the little one, four ninety nine for the big one. There's a two hundred dollar uh, price gap. Okay. So we finally have prices. It's been almost a year, and now we know how much it's going to cost. Sony has their presser, and there's our five hundred and four hundred for the two versions of the PS five, which are more and they're pretty much identical except for the disc drive. There's not like an actual. The difference between the X and the S is the X is four K, the S is not four K. Everything else is the same. So if you don't care about four K, get the cheap one. Um, mm-hmm. And Sony was like, one has a disk drive, one doesn't. Now, then... <laughs> that cost, and the disk drive wait, wait, wait. cost $200. So, 
well, yeah, because it's a Blu-ray. I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah it's a, it's a, it's a four K Blu-ray, which on the PlayStation, I don't know how, but the one without the disc drive costs a hundred dollars less. I don't know what kind of margin they have on the on the cheaper one, but there's no way they're saving a hundred bucks in manufacturing on a disc drive. Uh, mm-hmm. So the disc drive one looks so ugly. So on to- on top of one being able to play physical games mm-hmm. on with a disc, and the other being only able to play like digital mm-hmm. digitally, the uh, S can only play two K, and the or the S is in two yes. K. And okay, just wanted mm-hmm. to know I was understanding that. Yes, no, you're right. The S can upscale to four K, but it renders things natively in two K. So for mm-hmm. people who still have a 1080p TV. Or like, don't really care. I like. I know our our friend Pat. He de- he couldn't care less about 4K. I mean, yeah, I'm kind of with Pat. Pat with this. I, I don't yeah. notice the difference personally, but yeah. I think for a lot of people who aren't really into this stuff, that difference of 4K doesn't matter. Uh, yeah. So I think it's a really I think it's a really smart move. Um, but then we're all like, cool. When can we order this stuff? And they're like, uh, we'll see. And then it's like, hey, calm down. We weren't even planning on announcing yeah, it yet. <laughs> exactly. So on the 16th, Sony has their has their thing saying like, oh, we can pre-order. Uh, at this point, Microsoft had just said you can pre-order Xboxes on the 22nd. And on the 16th, Sony says, hey, guys, you can pre-order the PlayStation 5 tomorrow. And then all the retailers <laughs> were like, just kidding. You can pre-order the PlayStation 5 today and it was a disaster tell me about it so yeah like my coworkers uh were like complaining about that the the entire day so like i am very familiar with that part yeah it's 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 such a shitty feeling to be told how to get something and then have it yanked out from under you and then xbox like tweeted out uh hey we're we're gonna tell you exactly when our stuff goes up for pre-order don't worry like settle jab uh the 21st comes the day before the xbox goes up for pre-order everyone's always complaining microsoft doesn't have exclusives and sony has all the best exclusives and microsoft was like okay fuck you i'll buy bethesda (laughs) so now microsoft (laughs) the day before the xbox goes on pre-order uh first party games include skyrim fallout (laughs) Outer Worlds, Doom, Wolfenstein, Dishonored. Like, it's oh nuts. My God. Wait, so hold, on. hold on a second. Outer Worlds isn't a part of uh, Bethesda, though. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, that's right. Outer Worlds is Obsidian, but they already own that, so that's fine. They don't so, have wait. own Obsidian either. Obsidi- yes, like, they do. Obsidian they is a first-party Microsoft studio. They bought it up. Outer Worlds is a Microsoft exclusive release. Huh. Um, yeah. So you can't yep. you can't get any you can't get the Elder Scrolls on PlayStation anymore is what I'm hearing. There's there's been no move for that. Uh, here's the thing: about a week earlier, pl- Final Fantasy. I'm telling you guys, this is a nutso. Oh yeah, Final game. Fantasy 16. Yeah, that has Final Fantasy 16. Uh, yeah, Final Fantasy 16 was listed as a PlayStation 5 exclusive, and it 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 prompted the response of like like fucking go Sony, you're locking down all these great exclusive games that you know xbox isn't gonna get and then microsoft buys bethesda and everyone's like please don't make skyrim exclusive please don't make it exclusive and maybe they'll handle it like they did uh minecraft where it's like we we own the cards but we can give the cards out and yeah but if they're if if they're also doing petty shit like fucking tweeting about you know Putting, doing pre-orders that's online just, like that's just <laughs> brand management that is a lot that's a lot different from like monetization so Doom no, Eternal yeah, is about to hit 
is about to hit the Game Pass subscription service. They've said that all the Bethesda games are going to come to Game Pass. So if you're looking, again, that $299 box is looking a lot better. If it's just like pay $300 uh, or like finance it with a subscription, look at all the fucking games you have instead of paying like $60 to $90 a piece. And then Xbox is like, we did this. We lined it up. We got it. Here we go. 11 a.m. Eastern on the 22nd pre-order your Xbox's site breaks. I spent hours trying to get a pre-order, and I locked in two, one in Amazon and one with Microsoft. And Amazon, within an hour, canceled my order. And when I finally got in touch with Microsoft support, they said, the fact that it's in your cart doesn't mean you have the console. Like, everything was broken. So Microsoft talked a big game and hyped up all this shit and sold out immediately, and no one knew what was going on for hours. And this all comes on the back of also... Uh, NVIDIA announcing its new RTX 3000 series cards, which were immediately bought out by bots and flipped for resale. Uh, So in terms of gaming hardware releases, it's been a rough month. It's a lot to keep track of, and nobody has anything they want. And I imagine a lot of this comes down to, again, manufacturing restrictions with COVID. We've seen a lot of reports for a lot of other manufacturing companies, and they just say, yep, we're having some trouble. But there is so little transparency from Microsoft and from Sony and from NVIDIA about the manufacturing quantity. There's no way of of them for them to manage these pre-order systems. And, I mean— Look at Apple. Every year they would run into this with iPhones. And now if you if an iPhone is sold out, it gives you an estimate for when you'll be able to get it. And you can still pre-order it. It's like just a queuing system. Mm-hmm. And Xbox and Sony are still in the days of, huh, sorry, the site's down. Just got to wait for shit to work. Yep. And it's like so little forethought. When it, I, I, I can't even say it's forethought because they know what they're doing. But for all the big games that they're talking this was still a tremendous fumble by a number of companies in this space that is pissing off a lot of people, including myself. And I mean, I'm, I'm, you go ahead. Yeah. Would you guess that there's like a significant higher number, a significantly higher number of pre-orders right now due to like a lot of people being more people than usual people people being stuck at home? Yeah. A lot of people are speculating that the, I think the biggest evidence Aside from like looking at Steam numbers, is the fact that the Nintendo Switch has been uh, you in low still stock can't get a for Nintendo Switch. A long... Yeah, and that's been pretty consistent since this whole thing started. Since lockdown mm-hmm. was a whiff in the air, those things have been off the shelves. Yeah, which yeah. makes me N- glad that I don't have to deal with I'm that. I'm glad. I yeah. yeah, I pre-ordered yeah, my uh, Animal Crossing one just in time. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but the thing is, N- Nintendo is known for sort of playing with that a lot more. It's 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 kind of well known that if you create the illusion of scarcity. demand outstripping supply, yeah, yeah, the illusion of scarcity, then it makes your thing seem more valuable. And Nintendo is walking that line a lot more closely. They're also a smaller company than Sony and th- then Microsoft, which is a fucking juggernaut. Yep. And, <laughs> and I mean, like, complain what you will about these tactics, but I, I mean... I make a lot of pro-consumer arguments for Microsoft because, I mean, hey, I might not get a Series X the day it comes out, but I can still play all the games on my Xbox One. And then when I get my X, I can just move it over and suddenly everything plays better. That's great. But they have more resources than anybody but Apple, and they still can't get this right. So the buck stops somewhere, and unfortunately, no one knows where it is because they're not telling us. So that's been my month. (laughs) Uh, 
Yeah, I think a I, big part of that yeah. probably comes down to just so much in in the pipelines got muddled because we're out yep. of parts, we can't build it. So they probably had such a limited quantity that they can do yes. day of release, but yeah. they, they probably and, yeah, should have been a bit more would, upfront about that. Yeah, that's, that's my thing is like, I think mm-hmm. that like, if they had just, you know, made a bit more transparency, be a part of their sort of, like, mission statement with this, then they'd get a lot... Of course, they'd still get people that are angry no matter what, right? But, like, yeah, because you know, gamers. come on. We have we have a very good excuse right now for not everyone to be doing their fucking top notch, right? <laughs> so, like, yeah, I think, Yeah, yeah, you know. this, is, this is the time to come out and say it. And, yeah. I mean, like, at Apple is a company, having worked there, like, the the amount of effort they put into sounding positive about everything, not for the sake yeah. of fakeness, but it is, there's an earnesty behind it. Like, Sometimes. when they had their, 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 <laughs> but when they had their September event, which is usually announcing new iPhones, they, they didn't say, like, hey, guys, we're struggling, but right off the rip, they said, this is going to be about iPad and Apple Watch. Like, they mm-hmm. s- they set the expectation for what it was about. They found such a simple way to say what's going on without bogging you down in details or making a negative message. Why can't yep. these games companies... And, I mean, come on, console wars are 100% branding. When mm-hmm. branding is the game, why can't they figure that out? I mean, it well, makes me think I mean, of, like... How Nintendo will have like their showcase and they will explicitly say this is like a partner showcase or this is like a mini yes. showcase. And yes. so we are not a so we are not announcing anything big or any Smash Bros. stuff or anything like that. Yeah. And then all the mm-hmm. fans still throw a bitch fit and it's like they yeah, told but, you. But I would they told I would, you. Yes. I would guess that it's a probably a, a much smaller percentage of fans. Like of course you'll still see it because like the angriest people on those things are always gonna be like the those loudest. Like wheels. those are the those are the people who want to go and comment on things and stuff like that and bitch about it on, on social media. But like, you know, having that transparency for the people who aren't, you know, unreasonable will mean a big difference. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, yeah, I, I don't, I don't think you could say that the the reaction is the same either way. Even though there are yeah. going to be people who are going to act negatively towards it, regardless, probably even if it was what they wanted. Like, <laughs> yep. So really, to put a bow on it, there were a lot of exciting things that were announced this month, and it has all sort of ended in frustration that I yep. think was at least partially avoidable. And this seems to be the sentiment of a lot of people. That said, when these things are finally out there. I think they're going to be great. I'm really excited about what these companies are doing. So yeah. let's let's uh, let's yeah. I'm let's interested get some in seeing Final Fantasy 16 because like the story behind like the last few Final Fantasy games from thir- 13 and 15. Uh, like basically 13 was like a developmental hell, and it had a knock-on effect that fucked over the development for. 14 and especially 15 and 15 ended up being damn near incomplete upon release uh but 16 Mm -hmm. isn't bound down to that bullshit so maybe final fantasy will start being good again or mainline final fantasy will start being good 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 again yeah good again who knows i mean hey i'm frequently barking up the trees of please let my favorite franchises be good sonic the hedgehog (laughs) waiting for you let's move on to jet
Um, so I, actually, the story, I, I, not necessarily in the ways I was going to talk about it, but th- there's some related tissue there. Um, the, the main thing that I want to talk about today is uh, some, some toy news. Um, in lieu of uh, San Diego Comic-Con not being a thing, obviously, uh, Hasbro, the toy company that makes Transformers, G.I. Joe... Uh, you know, a lot of other stuff. Star Wars Every toys. Every toy. Yeah, <laughs> quite, a, quite a few toys. I'm sure you're aware of the existence of Hasbro. Um, they, decided to, they decided to hold basically a, a, a virtual sort of fan event with panels and stuff like that called Hasbro PulseCon. Um, basically to... I saw some ads for that, yeah. Yeah, basically to replace, you know, what they were going to be showing in, um, in Comic-Con. So they had, you know, like stuff that they had planned already, like exclusives and stuff that, that were going to be Comic-Con exclusives were now Hasbro PulseCon exclusives. So we did see some of that stuff, too, where like the the site the day that these pre-orders went live was having a lot of trouble, not like, you know, quite as much trouble as I'm sure, you know, Microsoft and uh, and Sony were having just because yeah. of volume of demand. But yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, I mean, it, it turned out okay in the end because uh, there was one item that, like, which I, I was into because, like, I normally couldn't get a San Diego Comic-Con exclusive because I would have to go to Comic-Con. But now I had access to get this thing, which was really cool. And uh, it went up for pre-order, and in less than three minutes it was sold out, um, which was rough. And, like, yeah. a lot of people were complaining about it online. But they did actually end up putting it sort of back up later in the day, so that kind of all resolved itself, which is which is nice. Um, so I'm not sure if that was like a website error or if they saw how fast it sold out and was like, oh shit, we should probably put up more of those. I'm not sure. I would have I would have not been shocked if it really just went down in that time because like you know usually these Comic Con things are pretty uh, limited run stuff. Um, but yeah, are, by uh, limited run, are we talking like tens, hundreds, thousands? Like, what's usually the scope for these limited things? That's a good like, question. With game consoles, we're talking millions. Yeah, no, like I would say thousands. I don't, I don't know the right number, but if I were to guess mm. a ballpark, it would, it would be that. Um, it's probably thousands probably or tens less of than thousands. ten thousand. I don't think on that. What it is. But yeah, my lord, I, there is no such army. Because like the but, amount of people that go to San Diego Comic Con, they they yeah, probably adjust it to whatever that is. But it wouldn't be the number, the number of people that go to Comic-Con, like, not everyone who goes to Comic-Con is going to want to buy, like, a no, $70 exclusive like, Transformers item. I don't you know how many people to pay went to, San Diego to last Comic-Con, but mm-hmm. it's yeah. usually, like, um, maybe 10,000 max. Yeah, I, I don't, is. I don't have an exact number for that, that would just be my guess, but, um, yeah, and then we, we got some exciting reveals, uh, some of the stuff we already knew about through leaks, but then the new toy line is going to focus around beast wars stuff which is really awesome because we haven't gotten beast wars <laughs> stuff in a long time um but i you know i don't expect those aspects of it though important to me i don't expect that to mean a ton to you guys but that the main thing i just want to talk about is like just the idea of them holding this virtual event in lieu of comic-con because overall i think it was pretty successful like they had some good panels and like you know just like in a normal comic-con if you didn't care about a particular toy line or whatever or a particular segment, then you could just not tune in for that. Of course, like the live streams on YouTube were like a little bit glitchy, but it mostly worked, I think. I don't know. It's just it's an interesting idea. And I, I like that 
the it kind of increased the accessibility for people that normally wouldn't be able to, you know, like go to California and then also yeah. pay the admission cost for Comic-Con and then on top of that buy the exclusive items and only and after waiting in a really long line and only if they haven't sold out yet. So I don't know. So it's, I it's, know it's, that um, some of the Comic-Con stuff earlier in the year got off to a bad start. Like back in July, they had a lot of mm-hmm. problems where like YouTube was blocking access to streams. Do you think yes. that these things are sort of starting to like find their niche, find their stride? Like now that people are getting used to doing it, like are these getting well, better? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that it's it's getting better, but I think also what helps it is kind of, you know, the segmentation of it, right? Like this is not the all access, everything that was going to be at Comic-Con. This is just the stuff that Hasbro was bringing to the table, right? Like this is a Hasbro yeah. event and then kind of just leaving it up to, you know, if other companies want to do the same thing, they do the same thing. It it, it makes sense more, rather more than having like a full Comic-Con virtual event because then, you know, you're going to get more internet traffic because it's going to be mm-hmm. like that many more fandoms that are there to kind of participate in it. So, yeah, I don't know. That, What's that, it, that, what are what are some of the hot ticket items that caught your eye? Uh, the uh, mostly stuff from from Kingdom, just the uh, the new stuff that's announced mm-hmm. that's going to be like coming out in Oh Kingdom is the name of the new toy line. Sorry. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, that is that that's tied to that show. No, well, sort of. I mean, the show is more tied to it, to be honest, than okay. than the other way around. Um, but yeah, I, yeah. It, it does I, also give an indication <laughs> of what the third season of the show is going to be like. You know, like the first season of the show was around was the War for Cybertron Siege set on Cybertron, which was reflected in the toy line. And then the second season is Earthrise, which we also got a trailer for. It looks good, question mark. But, you know, I thought the trailer for the first <laughs> season looked good. So I, the, I don't have, like, a great metric it looks there. good? But, but <laughs> it does mean that they're going to be doing, like, more Beast Wars type stories for the third season, which is really exciting because... Though Transformer shows come and go, like pretty much every two years or so, we haven't yeah. really gotten a like another reimagining of the Beast Wars storyline since Beast Wars. Like there was a sequel series right after it, and then after that, it's all been back to trucks and cars. And then we've had like occasional cameos from Beast Wars characters, but we haven't really focused on the Beast Wars story. And the way that they're describing it and talking about the toy line sounds like it's very inspired by like you know. The, the original Beast Wars yeah. story just with some original G1 Transformers thrown in there, which I think could be good. I don't feel... I'm not, like, overly excited about it from a story standpoint because I don't think the writing on the show is very good, but who knows? Maybe it could get better yeah. by the time that comes out, but... I Either feel way, you, man. I, I'm I hate excited. when Transformers turn into trucks and cars. <laughs> just the worst. Uh, there's, like... There's a significant portion of the Transformers fandom that just hates Beast Wars for no fucking Pat. reason. Well, Pat. Pat's... I wouldn't say Pat is part of the Transformers fandom to begin no, with. Okay, but, that's fair. He just hates Beast Wars but, no, without like, any other investment. But, you know, people are like, it's like, oh, I'll collect whatever, but Beast Wars and the movies are trash. And I'm like, the movies are trash, but Beast Wars is a really good show. Like, it's very well written. And, like, a lot of, like, serious fans regard it as, like, one of the best written Transformers shows, but there's still a lot, a large portion of the fandom that's just like, truck, not monkey, which is like a whole <laughs> fucking thing. <laughs> I didn't make that up. That's been a thing since like Beast Wars came out in the 90s. And there's still people who say it. And I'm just like, talk truck, whatever, right? <laughs> truck, not monkey. 
Yeah, because because Optimus Primal, the stand-in yeah. Optimus Prime, turns into no, a gorilla. I, but yeah. <laughs> I get it. But like, man, I'm you. I'm used to like in intra fandom squabbles based on yeah. different generations and iterations being on like some like really nuanced quibbly stuff like Deep Space Nine lost the essence of the next generation right, versus right. truck yeah. not monkey. Like yeah. what the hell? That's I, fantastic. I, I mean I think the main thing is that like there's a lot of there's a lot of different people drawn into the fandom for different reasons. Right? Like yeah. I you know I've encountered people that like haven't watched any of the shows and only collect the toys which is fine right and then you know you know people who love the michael bay movies people who think they're trash like me um and it's just like you know some people are more focused on like the visual aspects of just like oh i don't care about any writing or whatever as long as it's giant robots fighting whereas like other people are like i would like a show that is well written yes please thank you Yes. And yeah, yeah, that that's that's a, a summary of it. But is is that too much to ask, really? Apparently. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> well, well, Jeff, th- I would say yeah. out out of all the Transformers shows, there's maybe like three that I would say are like really well written, and Beast Wars is one of them. Man. <laughs> so <laughs> unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, especially now that this episode is going to be titled Truck Not Monkey. Thank you, Jeff, <laughs> uh, for your uh, for your summary of toy news and Hasbro news. Uh, let's move on next. Jocelyn, what have you got? I, I got so little news, man. I'm so tuned out. But uh, one, I got my R Pats update because that's mostly all I talk about on here <laughs> is my boy Robert Pattinson. Uh, he got COVID. He got the vid. Yeah. Um, Did that happen? And he got the Rona. September? Jesus. It, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've never heard anyone say got the vid. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Yeah. Um, it gives VidCon a whole new meaning. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Sorry, he got the the he got COVID. He got Corona. Uh, he got so the Rona. they they halted Rona. production of Batman. He just turned nineteen for like a hot minute. Uh, I don't want to say they like stopped completely because it's hard to know. But they are back up and running again. They're just doing the scenes where he's not in. Um, which did, I don't did they really have know to, like, how many Batman shots the batman is not in well see but i think they have an obvious solution here where now batman has to wear a face mask so they can just put the stunt double in and dub over later that's literally probably what they're doing they're probably doing a lot of over the shoulder shots with a stunt double in the cowl so that are we gonna get another justice league superman henry cavill mustache replacement fiasco i kind of hope so (laughs) what are you suggesting that they're they're just gonna fucking edit out his COVID and post. They can't deep do fakes, that. Deep fakes look so good. People can make deep fakes on their computer in no time. Imagine yeah. what Weta could do with Robert Pattinson's face. Yeah, I, I don't. True. But it's probably I want expensive. that, but I don't because I have hopes for this movie. Alternative, alternative idea. Just ha- have the entirety of the Batman uh, shot like it's a third-person shooter video game. <laughs> you'll never have to see Batman's face. <laughs> I don't think that works for the murder mystery thing they've got going on. Uh, but we could have very Star Trek the original series Kirk fighting where clearly the punches are taking place six feet away from the punched person. You know, just the bad stunt uh, fighting. And it, yeah, oh, that classic it, scene it would that we're all back. familiar with. 
It, I'm just saying, like that's that's the Adam West style too. Like nobody yeah. was anywhere near the person that they're punching. This Except could be Adam bringing we- Batman the Adam back. Adam West TV show was a comedy, uh, like just straight yeah, up comedy. And this is not I'm, a straight well, up comedy. Hey, Venom Venom failed as a dramatic piece, but when people call it a romantic comedy, suddenly everyone likes it. Mid, you know, movie filming, turn the ship. Funny Batman. No, okay. I don't want that. So, uh, you so know what? I kind of want that. I don't. <laughs> ah, yes, I knew the Venom analogy would get you. Isn't no. that pretty much what Harley Quinn is, though? Um, Jocelyn, <laughs> is, is there any is there any update on on uh, like how long they had to have everyone quarantine, or how many people they had to like get tested for this, and like what did he spread it? Because I'm sure he, you know interacted with people like makeup artists Batman no one is else, a super right? spreader so I don't know a ton because they've been very tight-lipped about a lot of it um mm-hmm. but it which means it's probably bad <laughs> well so from what I I know in about filming in general there's usually like two units for filming mm-hmm. and the second unit is still going normal pace sure and their, so, like, their version of Robert Pattinson is fine yeah so I, I'm assuming what they did was Anyone who interacted with him during that time frame got tested, did their isolation, and I think now they would be going back to work anyway after the two weeks if they tested negative. Yeah, um, I was wondering about that because it was a while ago that that, that this yeah, it's, came it's out, been right? A couple like, is he okay now? now? Yeah. Um, but I, I do, I do know that Unit B, the second unit, is is currently up and running. Um, I don't know if full production is back. But I also don't think Robert himself is back yet. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. I, I, during the last Mission Impossible, Tom Cruise broke his foot in a stunt. And it's the shot that they use in the movie is the one where he broke <laughs> his foot. Uh, but that happens with him all the time where it's like, hey, the guy, you know, at the center of the movie, just fucking keep rolling everything else. So as long as, you know, everyone is safe and it's not spreading, I'd, mm-hmm. I, I don't think this will hit him too bad in the long run. This kind of stuff, you know, it yeah. happens. Yeah, yeah and like it, it, they they were they... already dealing with shuffled around production because they had just started production yeah. again. So it's it's par for the Which course. Is, it's the yeah, it's the fucking same thing that happens with everyone. Like, all right, let's wait out the disease. It's still here. All right, well, as long as we're careful. Oh shit, everyone's sick. Like that's yep. the timeline for everything. Come on, yeah. people. It's been almost yeah, a except month though. Go, so go shoot in New Zealand where everyone else is safe. You can't get in. Yeah, right they now. probably wouldn't let us there. Yeah. <laughs> like say. literally, I know an editor trapped in Australia right now, and he can't get back to Canada. So trapped in Australia, really high contender against uh, uh, truck not monkey <laughs> for episode title. Well, well, I kind of just want a movie called Escape from Australia. <laughs> and it's just a, it's just a guy scrolling through news feeds being disappointed at the global virus response and then <laughs> no, none of the dangerous are animals in Australia. Well, here's the thing. I am extremely careful not only for the health of myself and my partner, but also uh cats, house cats can catch it. Really? And, that, and I have th- and I have three of them. Yeah, yeah there were uh, at least uh, uh, there was a lion that was diagnosed, and I remember there were at least two house cats that were diagnosed. Like I knew dogs could get it, and I'm like, and that shot it me the first them? time because like, what? It jumped species? Fuck! That's Does yeah. It, that's how it. Yeah. Does it affect them the we same? Did, I don't. That I don't know. I, I, I know assume that the it's cats, still a respiratory cats exhibit, disease. So yeah, cats yeah. do exhibit some 
like, you know, cold-like symptoms, I think. Dogs, I don't remember reading much about the symptoms, but obviously this is not really the place where people are studying the disease the most, so that's kind of all the information we have. Well, I mean, Um, even just, like, you know, knowing whether or not you should stop letting your animals outside and roaming, like letting yeah. cats roam around. Generally, you got to keep your Robert Pattinson on a leash. He'd <laughs> probably be into it. It's fine. <laughs> that that would help give it more venom vibes. <laughs> Look, if that Batman movie doesn't have a whole lot of sexual tension between Robert Pattinson's Batman and whoever's playing the Riddler. I don't know if they're going to interact with the... Like, I don't think Paul Dano interacts with him all that much, honestly. Lame. Well, because he's always a step of the head of the Batman. Oh, fuck. Paul Dano is such a good casting for the Riddler. <laughs> he's so good. I love Paul Dano. What a guy. I don't know. Get Jim Carrey back. That's what I say. Is there anything else we should know about uh, Robert Pattinson's well-being? That's my only R-Pats update. I have other news, okay. but it it really doesn't matter. <laughs> I think you mean R-Bats. No, it's r God damn it, Jeff. <laughs> All right, we're moving on. Okay. Move on. Get well soon, Robert. Uh- <laughs> Chowder, uh, bring it on home, buddy. What you got for us today? Hi. So I guess uh, first thing I want to talk about is Animal Crossing. Uh, they, the Halloween they, update. They recently Sorry. just announced a new fall update uh in preparation for uh halloween you know Mm. so you can do stuff like you can grow pumpkins and shit yeah and uh you can you can wear all sorts of costumes and jeff and i are over here like minecraft got pumpkins years ago and (laughs) and the villagers all wear cute little outfits it's it's great i love it wait 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 can you can you go fucking trick-or-treating on other people's islands I think so. You, you, it's you can, possible you can, to do that. You can trigger trade Hell on yeah, your dude. island. I know that. Um, but uh, there's also like this pumpkin head guy who's going to be there on Halloween as like the uh, mascot for Halloween, and he can give you candy. Um, oh my god! Yeah, you could, so. you could kind of like pumpkin Jack. If, he's king of the pumpkin patch. E- even if like this, any official system isn't in there, you could just go to someone else's island, and that person could just like. Gift you, give you give you candy. Candy, yeah. yeah. Oh man, so is this excited. how we're is this how we're gonna replace our Halloween? Considering, well, God, I probably, hope so. man. I mean, if Nintendo comes out with a Game Pass like subscription where I don't have to pay sixty dollars for Animal Crossing, I'll join you. <laughs> is uh, you know, we're supposed to be. I mean, by the time this episode comes out, we will have already gotten it. But we're supposed to be getting some announcement about uh the new expansion pass for well. I mean, I guess we already had the past, but the the new expansion for Pokemon tomorrow Crown, morning. Crown Tundra, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. supposed to be coming out, but no news on that. No Just new yet. news no, on that. Yeah, no, they they gave an announcement that, uh, like, I saw a thing on YouTube from the official Pokemon channel that was like, "There's going to be an announcement about the about the Crown Tundra on 29th at, in oh, the morning." Oh shoot. Okay, that's yeah. rad. Uh, that's cool. So wait for the for the Animal Crossing update. They're adding pumpkins and other themed items. Uh, is there anything in addition to that, or is it just kind of like a themed? Here's some new stuff to spruce up your island. Uh, um, let's see, some new like uh, personal customization stuff. Like you get, you can choose like blue skin, you can be a vampire. orange skin. Yep. Mm, cool. Uh, and like, there's gonna be like an event on Halloween. But otherwise, yeah, just 
just that. Yeah. They love doing That's those seasonal cool, updates to get people to come yep. back and play again. Yep, yeah, I was exactly. gonna say. Which is uh, a really I feel smart like I'm model. gonna see a lot about that on my Facebook page. Yeah. Yeah. All right. It's one of the things where like Nintendo's like starting to dabble with live service games after seeing Pokemon Go mm-hmm. have any sort of success. But yeah, I mean that's basically the model they've moved to with uh, with the yeah. main series Pokemon games too. Is instead of you know just having your game be done and then releasing the 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 better copy a year or two later, they're just like we're gonna make incremental updates and stuff like that. And I'm yeah. sure we'll get a you know we'll get a new main series game and and more spinoff games still at some point. But yeah, you, you, know. you can keep telling yourself that. <laughs> no, uh, anyways, the, at some point, <laughs> I kind of want to move on to the anyways. next bit of news. Uh, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. All right, so they announced the re-release of Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, mm-hmm. the game. Uh, all right. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, I mean you guys know because I freaking like posted a link on uh, Discord and was like hyped as fuck. But like uh, to get to give a uh, context, like uh, this game was originally released digitally to promote the Scott Pilgrim vs. the World movie. Uh, and, like, uh, a few years after that, it was, like, taken off all digital all storefronts. And so, like, there was no legal way to get the game after. And it was a game I never got a chance to play because, I at the time, I didn't have a computer or a system that could play it. But now, it's coming back for PC, Switch, eventually other consoles. And, uh, and like, it's just a good beat-em-up game with... Like, yeah, great art, I, I, art and stuff. Yeah, I never played it, but I remember it was a big thing like on the Xbox Indies sort of thing back when they were first trying to really stretch that out. And I loved the movie. And I remember being like, ah, what what good could a tie in game actually be? But all I know about the game is everyone fucking loves it. That's yeah. the only thing I know about and, it. And I feel like, like the music any, is uh, fucking fantastic. The music alone is just worth it. I feel like if any if any like, uh, you know like tie-in game would be good it would probably be the scott pilgrim game since like the whole thing (laughs) is so heavily influenced by video game aesthetics and themes anyway that i feel like they'd probably play with that on a meta level yeah yeah. no no this game does play with like video game stuff on a meta level it's great how much is uh how much does it cost they haven't announced that or I haven't hmm. seen any prices yet. It is a pretty cheap one. I was like under twenty bucks, if I recall. Oh, that's uh, pretty when good. It came out. Yeah, I, I could be wrong. I could be very wrong, but yeah, uh, that's cool. Announcement date. They only say holiday twenty twenty. So yeah, a lot of that going around. Yep, love it. Uh, the mm-hmm. next thing I want to talk about is Hyrule Warriors: Age of Calamity. It is. Wait, mm-hmm. what? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a new Legend of Zelda game, but it's not like. You know, mainline Legend of Zelda. It's just a spinoff. That's Wait, like... they're doing. This isn't like some sort of remaster of Hyrule Warriors. Is this like another Hyrule Warriors game, top to bottom? This is another Hyrule Warriors game, top to bottom, and even what more the hell? And even more so, it's it's a it's like a prequel to Breath of the Fucking Wild. You know, like it, huh. it, it, it takes. <laughs> what? Yeah, no, it takes is, place. Is it... Uh, dur- during the fucking calamity that uh, that links uh, fucking calamity were... gammon when he had to fight the four fucking beasts and take over them and whatnot. Yeah, like, yeah, it's exactly. Gonna be that? Yeah, yeah, that what? it's gonna go over those events. You know, you're you're gonna get to play as uh, the four champions. Uh, uh, you're gonna get to play as young Impa. It, it's you get it's fucking exciting. You know, like you get to see the events that led up to 
what happens in Breath of the Wild. It's great. I wish I didn't think this was a cool idea, but Breath of the Wild's a really good game. It's a cool idea. Yeah, but like keep in mind that this is Hyrule Warriors, so it's just like hack and slash, yeah. beat 'em up kind of simplicity, mm-hmm. which you know has adds its place. It's fun. It works for games. that kind of stuff. Can be fun. Uh, yeah. Uh, I had no idea that existed. When was that announced? Uh, a couple of weeks ago. Like the announcement trailer oh, wow. was September eighth. Yeah, it's gonna come How out. That... Oh, that was that was Star Trek Day when Xbox Series S things was happening. Yeah, was November like, twenty. And also, uh, girlfriend at the dentist day. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, that's gonna come out November twenty. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Last thing I wanted to talk about is. Oh wait, no. There's two more things I wanted to talk about. Fuck it. I have you hostage. <laughs> no. The... He knows. <laughs> he the... figured it out. All right, the uh, and also uh, hate Super Giant's uh, new game Hades came out. Uh, Ooh, yeah, and I like, like Super it's Giant. Been in, it's had like early access, but now it's officially out, and I've been playing it. It's really good. The co- action and combat is re- really smooth and uh, uh, satisfying. It's got uh, it's got a lot of great story. Uh, What's the uh, what what platforms uh, is it available on? I believe, well, I know it's for Switch and PC mm-hmm. at the moment. I don't know if it's on other consoles yet. Mm. Hold on, let I'll me get my hands on that. Hold on, because I remember you that. had us do, you had us do that episode about Bastion a while back. Yeah, it's one of those games that fucking just stands out in my mind. Yeah, like, no, all the time. I exactly. still haven't installed it just in case I want to play it again. Yeah, no, Bast- Bastion's always been a game I like going back to and Hades has even more replay value because it like it's like a a randomly generated dungeon so like you get a lot of variety is it wait a sec is it kind of like a roguelite where you start at the beginning of the dungeon and like you die you go back to the beginning but you slowly build up abilities over time yes or am I just yes I love roguelites. I don't like roguelikes very much, but the light, yeah, like Dead yeah, Cells, a... like West of Dead, fuck. Yeah, oh. no, it's got, it's got, it's got Super yeah. Giants, uh, like incredible art direction. Wait, uh, Hades yes. is the game where you can pet the one Cerberus head dog, right? Yes, exactly. That is the game. This game is sounded better by the second. Yeah, yeah. And Although you on top of that, pet... everyone is hot. Just you can only pet one of the heads. <laughs> There, and yeah, like, all of the guys are very attractive. Okay, okay. all the women are very attractive too. Oh, Everyone's yeah, attractive. That's true. I haven't seen the art for the girls yet. Are they? Uh, are they attractive a lot about both in like you right now? the fucking usual creepy video game way, or no, no, no? It's like no, look up just the beautifully designed. Like, hit video, Hades game women. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want to look. <laughs> I mean, it's not loading. The it knows. The only one I would say is like super sexual in the video game way is Aphrodite, and That's she's Aphrodite. goddess. She's the goddess of love, so you know. Uh, okay, oh. yeah, they don't they don't look that bad. I mean, they're, certainly no worse than the men. I mean, they are, it's it's very anime looking, so I'm not particularly attracted to any of them. A- anime, uh, anime style. They're like their faces, like the the actual structure of their faces and the proportions of things. Uh, that is mm. that is. That is not a Western art style, uh, top to bottom. I, I guess I don't know. I'm comparing it to. It looks more like Super looks like Giants. Avatar. Mm. I'm just saying because in Bastion they're all in Bastion and Transistor they do not look like this. They look much more cartoony. So realistic equals anime. 
<laughs> Anyways, no, but this I had no idea this existed either. A a, a super giant roguelite sounds very much up my alley. Yeah, roguelites yeah, no, are one of my favorite it, things to pick it's, up and play. It's it's really fun. A lot of easy to get into, a lot of replay values, so good stuff. Yep. And the last thing I want to talk about uh, is a oh, Kickstarter boy. for a tabletop RPG called Dot Dungeon. It is made by John. Just John. <laughs> just John. Just John. Just, just John. Uh, and like... Fucking sick game, John. <laughs> uh, that would be such a good fucking game. studio name is John. Just John. <laughs> <laughs> it's very good. Uh, yeah, like, I originally learned about this because an artist I follow, Kate Sheridan, uh, and, like, uh, set announced that, like, she was going to do artwork for it, and, like... Uh, and, like, that got me interested, and, like, I got even more interested when I read what it was about. Basically, the premise behind it is that, like, it's, you know, like a tabletop RPG, but it's got the aesthetic and style of an MMO. It's because the central premise is that you are uh, players in a virtual world. So think, like, Sword Art Online before it started sucking, which is... When when the fuck what? didn't it suck? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it quickly started to suck, but, you know. After a while, like, the so third episode. Concept alone. Just uh, right, the third episode with the ninth girl that was like, oh, my God, I'm so yeah. in love with you. Yeah, but, but you know, Code Lyoko, Digimon, Advent, Digimon Adventure. Oh, yeah. yeah, like, like all those kinds of stuff is what it's drawing yeah. from. And it's got, like, an interesting class system. And, Ready like, the, the idea of, like, uh, tabletop game mimicking the aesthetic and just stylings of like uh, MMO is kind of interesting to me, and yeah, the artwork cool. is and the artwork life looks, imitate art, <laughs> and it and the artwork looks great because like uh, Kate Sheridan does a lot of like fantasy kinds of illustration, and this is like a perfect fit. Uh, as of right now. They are asking for three thousand six hundred dollars, and they have twelve thousand or yeah, twelve thousand uh, dollars. So they have more than met their goal. Uh, Good for them. By the time this episode comes out, there will be a couple of days left on the Kickstarter. So if you're interested in that, check it out. It's pretty dang cool. And I'm Very just cool. I just want to say congrats. Congratulations, indeed. Thank you, Chowder. And now we're going to move ourselves. And thank you, John. And thank you, John. We are now going to move ourselves into the uh, editor's uh, room here, writer's room, whatever you want to call it. We're going to take a close look at all these headlines and try to nominate and select a top story. What is the story that we have presented here that is the most interesting, important, or impactful for the geek community? Now... All this goes to that saying, there's obviously a lot more important things than geek stuff happening in the world right now, For but sure. this is the mandate, and this is what we're going to select here and now. So of the stories that we've talked about, let's go around the horn, same order, and try to nominate one for what we think is maybe the most attention-worthy. Uh, uh, Jeff, I'll have you uh, kick it off with your nomination. Mm, yeah, I'm thinking about it, because like, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's unclassy, obviously, to nominate your own thing. And I, I think the thing that sounded the most like interesting as a story to me was probably the the console war stuff. But mm. man, we fucking 
put the console at nonsense as our as our leading story like every month or every other month so i don't know but um no last month it was hashtag trexit it was oh. i mean it was actually uh chadwick boseman chadwick yes boseman. but trexit i, I wasn't on last month um, oh gotcha uh yeah i mean that that's still i it's just the idea of like you know the different consoles not having their sort of transparency together in terms of uh in terms of like I, and I, i've of definitely been this show i've <laughs> definitely had some some you know transformers experiences recently being frustrated with like pre-orders being announced at the last second and then things selling out immediately so like that's definitely though some though not something i personally like deal with in terms of xbox or playstation that that is something that kind of hits a chord for me so i I think that one's going to be my nomination for for this month surprisingly but uh you know that that story that that story wears weighs more than seven pounds so that's going to be my uh nomination (laughs) (laughs) actually how much Uh, does now that that is a story that weighs more than seven pounds am i right (laughs) how much does an xbox weigh actually uh must be more than seven my my what no, my new the one X is pretty beefy. I can pick this up and guess, or I could <laughs> does it weigh more, it. That sounds well, does better. It, would you say that it weighs more than a human arm? <laughs> Probably. It's it's dense. It's that Xbox One X is not that big, but it's a dense boy. Hold on, let me uh, Google this. Xbox yeah. Series X weight. Uh, n- oh, okay. Let's let, let, let's do this. Uh, I'm gonna have you each guess. Right, right here. How much do you, uh, how do you, how much do you think the Xbox Series X, the uh, large, tall, square, mini fridge-looking boy, weighs in pounds? Eight and a half. Okay, we have Jocelyn with eight. Eight and a half. Um, no, I, I think it's gonna I'm, be more I'm gonna than say that. I'm gonna exactly seven. Seven. Uh, I'm gonna go with fifteen. No, maybe no. Ooh. Yeah, well, that's high enough since that'll already be the highest <laughs> number. I'm gonna go with fifteen pounds, Colin. What is 15 right. pounds? So I think that actually makes Jocelyn the closest. 9.8 pounds. Oh. A tall and dense uh, rectangular prism of a console. I just uh, really, I honestly, I thought by your I, reaction that it was going to be some absurdly high number, like fucking 30 pounds or something. Well, I mean, it's... God, imagine having con- to that thing I mean, that's, that's still that's still pretty <laughs> annoyingly heavy. Yeah, yeah. no, I, 9 pounds it, is still yeah. freaking heavy. I mean, that's... Tell I, that me is, about it. I th- I think you're granted that with something that's supposed to sit in a in a you know stationary place. Yeah, yeah. but when we're if the if we come out with a nine pound Nintendo Switch Pro, we've got Oof. some ergonomics Oof. that we have to consider. <laughs> um, anyway, Nintendo yes, is that, yeah, it'll it'll be for the next Pokemon game. Pokemon is fulfilling their their next strateg- strategic goal on getting people more active by making the console that you play the game on just a literal set of weights. <laughs> Was Ring think Fit that... was Ring Fit just a prototype for that? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, man, do you think that Pokemon is just gonna further the Nintendo Microsoft, you know, love affair, and they're just gonna call the next Pokemon Series X and Series S to drive everyone insane? There's already they a already Pokemon X and Y, so yeah. yeah. But not Series X, not Series X. Anyway, sorry, Jocelyn, your nomination. Um, I do love me some attractive video game characters, so. <laughs> oh my god. Also, you gotta add in the fact that you can pet the dog. That's good. I, I gotta good. go with Only one third of the dog, though. Only one third. Apparently, the other two thirds don't like pets. Mm. Mm. Apparently. Kind of dogs are those? 
right? What's the use of that? So I'm kind of I kind of want to lean towards <laughs> Hades because it's such a cool game, and I can't I'm terrible at games, and it makes me still want to try and play it. Um, but you know what you need in order to play video games? One uh, console. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. <laughs> no, what is, wait, what is what is Hades on? Doesn't it? Actually, is, switch, is Hades switch, on? Switch and PC. Isn't it a PC? Yeah. Oh. You don't need Xbox or PlayStation. Cool. Then I'm going with Hades. (laughs) 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 Screw the console wars. I got my Switch. I don't care. I hate console wars so much. I'm glad that Microsoft's exclusive approach is just not PlayStation. (laughs) Um... because it clearly admits that it's just branding because they'll put it on switch they'll put it on pc they don't give a fuck um so chatter what would you uh, what would you nominate uh i would ro- nominate robert patterson 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 then what what our pats robert pattinson our our pats our pats our pats oh because like our pats like He's got COVID-19. Like, these kinds of things are, like, especially, like, Hollywood movies are, like, things with a million moving parts, and one hiccup can cause a domino effect that can uh, throw everyone off. So I'd be curious to see what their, you know, star, what Batman getting fucking COVID means for production. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. I want to watch this. Yeah, I want to see... Uh, how this goes on over time. So I was, I, I well, I think that the story I brought is the biggest. I don't necessarily want to nominate it just because it's still sort of ongoing and we won't have resolution for another couple months. Like the consoles don't come out till the second week of November. Uh, Nvidia is releasing another 3000 series card like next week. So we're we're still in the fucking middle of it, guys. It's and it's a mess. Um, Hades is probably the game I am most excited for of the ones that you mentioned. And I don't play Animal Crossing, but just given its massive success, I kind of feel like any change in Animal Crossing is automatically the biggest. I'm so, so I want to nominate. <laughs> yeah, so I want to nominate Animal Crossing as a gaming story that you know feels good and affects a lot of people. But if that fails, I'm gonna kick back down to Hades as the thing I'm most interested in. I'm I'm comfortable moving my vote to Animal Crossing. I just really want Person. the pumpkins, I th- man. I mean, yeah. <laughs> all right, pumpkins, it is. Uh, no truck, no monkey. It's pumpkins all the way down. <laughs> Animal Crossing is the uh, nope. Animal Crossing is the is the top story with its fall update, bringing a lot of spooky themes in Halloween. Let's feel good for a little bit, you know. For those of you playing, have some fun, indulge yourselves. Hey man, I probably I feel like, won't join you. I but feel like an- Animal Crossing is the the other story here that's the closest to me having Beast Wars win the uh, win the the nomination for this one. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> I think as Beast long as Wars we're affiliated crossover with, Pat, with Animal Crossing, where all the Transformers turn into Animal Crossing villagers. Perfect. <laughs> oh man. I mean, I'm sure a number of those animals are probably already represented. Can we get Peter Cullen to say Tom Nook really dramatically? Oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah. Yes. Anyway. No, they right. even have to do the fucking voice turn into Tom Nook. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that's even better. Uh, I think that's probably well, think... more uh, more up Frank Welker's uh, wheelhouse. He's the voice of Megatron. No one else understands. Okay, there we go. Yes. I'm sure good. Chowder understands. Frank Welker also voices a lot of animals, like I'm Scooby-Doo. Gonna, I'm, I'm if you didn't know, I'm Colin, gonna... Scooby-Doo and Megatron are the same voice actor. 
So God, take as that. Well as well as any animal you hear in a cartoon, <laughs> probably Wilker. Yeah, I mean, probably. this is how I feel anytime I hear D. Bradley Baker anywhere. Like, I yeah. looked at his IMDb a couple years ago, and he had 400 credits. Now he's at 670. The guy is, like, every spare voice in every kid's show you've ever heard. He's the great yeah. mind in Halo, the fish in American Dad. He's It's nuts, so. And that will surprise me as much he's as D. The, Bradley Baker. He's, uh, and fucking uh, Frank Welker had, like, you know, Frank Welker and Peter Cullen went and had, like, a little, you know, voice actors panel thing. Uh, mm-hmm. at, at Hasbro PulseCon and I'll never cool. get used to to what Frank Walker actually sounds like because he just is Fred from fucking uh, Scooby-Doo like that's just what Frank Walker actually sounds like <laughs> is Fred from Scooby-Doo and I can't whenever he's talking it doesn't sound it never sounds like he's not doing that voice it's just like yeah he just sounds like fred from scooby-doo because he is fred from scooby-doo yeah that's that's how i've I've been rewatching fairly odd parents just as i like do other stuff because it's on cbs all access Mm -hmm. and it's you know the early 2000s nickelodeon tara strong voices every person yes every character yeah, uh, absolutely everyone so anyway that about wraps it up uh, thank you all for listening those of you who did and for those of you who didn't try again next month we'll be back with a recap of the news for October and before that uh, Jeff I'm sure we'll come up with some sort of idea for a regular old book club episode of the common yeah, program also uh, I guess because here's probably we could do say, uh, if I totally to do a lot of realized playing. a couple days ago that uh, our episode of the Common Bre- our Common Geeking program proper this month came out not on the third uh, Friday in September but the fourth. So I apologize Uh-oh. for that. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's my bad. Well, we are, I just, uh, I just moved across the country. Too. Yeah. We will be back on track as today should be October second. So if you uh, all want to sound off. Uh, I've been Colin Ketchin. You can find me at Sonic Colin K. Uh, who else has joined me? I've been Jeff Levitt. You can find me on Instagram at Things I Wish Existed. There's a dot between each word. Uh, I fucking rarely post there, but I do sometimes. So uh, I've been yep. Jocelyn Barkenhagen. Watch Mau Mau Heroes of Pure Heart now on HBO Max <laughs> and Tigtone the series, both on HBO Max and season two on Adult Swim. Ooh. Hi, I'm Time Will Chowdhury or Chowder, whichever you prefer. You can find me on Twitter at Time Will Chowdhury. Uh, you can also, like, go to the Common Geeking Program official page uh, at Ooh. Geeking Program because I Ooh. run that shit. And oh, that's you? That's me. I suck at it, but I do run that <laughs> shit. <laughs> I've been wondering who it is. Yeah. It's uh, it's not me. Yeah, I got Chowder to run CGP. I got Ryan to run Dice Popular. Oh my God, that's something you should check out. Uh, two days before this, we will have released our most eldritch and absurd thing ever, where we reunited all the cast members to play a game where we all play various Nicolas Cage characters. <laughs> what? Um, oh my God. I can't it's, wait. No, it's absolutely nuts so that you can find all this stuff at commongeekingprogram.com but we are going to let you go thank you for listening we'll see you next month my girlfriend just brought dinner in the room and i need to eat it now bye Ciao. oh she's gonna have to go to the dentist again (laughs) (laughs) this episode of the common geeking program and Common Briefing Program is uh, hosted by me, Colin. Uh, is joined by Jeff, Jocelyn, and Chowder. Uh, this episode is sponsored by Technicalities. This episode did technically come out on the first Friday.
Don't ask any questions beyond that. The podcast is created and produced by myself and Jeff Levitt, with this episode edited by me, Colin Ketchin. Please ignore the destiny sounds in the background. I forgot to mute my TV. We'll be back in two weeks with another book club episode, and for now, well, all I want to say is thank you for listening to this. Don't, uh, after, after, wait, wait, that's not, that's not my only one. That's not my only one, Colin. Uh, after you eat all that dinner, make sure you don't weigh more than seven pounds. All right, Jeff, out. Bye. I hate this so much. (laughs) Bye, guys.